We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Yes, this is Sports Day. Sats and Rat here on a Monday night. And we've got plenty of text messages coming in for Like It or Lump It from the weekend. And also Aussie Larrikins. Who are some of the Aussie Larrikins in sport? Doesn't even have to be in sport. Mostly in sport. Getting a lot of nominations here as well. Alfie Lang is getting a few. Mm. I know that. He definitely is a larrikin. We're going to ask this man who the larrikin of the uh, Seagulls is as well because he's in his second season at Manly. And also, drum roll, he's 50 next year. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, it's a big birthday for this man. Birthday. Anthony Seabold, welcome to Sports Day. Hey, g'day, Sats. G'day, Rat. How are you guys? <laughs> yeah, good. 50 oh, next 50. year. Wow. Mate, yeah. Hey, you don't look hey, at Sats, I've only just turned 40, 49, mate. So, um, <laughs> my, my daughters are already into me. And they're telling me the exact same thing. And I keep saying it, I just turned 49. So, mate, I'm, I'm hanging on to the 40s, mate. Hey, can I say, Seebs, also, your birthday in the first week of October also falls around NRL Grand Final Day. So, wouldn't it be that 50th present to be uh, playing on Grand Final night? Oh, mate, I'd... Definitely give up a birthday party to be part of the grandpa. Well, mate, as an NRL coach, I think you're doing pretty well because most 50 year old NRL coaches look about 70, and I reckon you're about on the mark. So you're you're doing well, buddy. Well done. Yeah. Oh, good on you. Yeah, good on you, mate. Good on you. Sometimes I feel older than others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, so you just had a bit of a break. You just got back from America? Yeah, I did, mate. Um, yeah, so uh, myself and our CEO and GM, um, the football, we spent um, about 12, 13 days over the stakes. Um, our, our club chairman and owner, Scott Penn, lives in Brooklyn. Um, yep. So we took the opportunity to spend a bit of time with him, um, visit the Brooklyn Nets and, and spend a couple of days with them. And then um, we had three days in Vegas, obviously sorting out the logistics for our trip over there, uh, looking for training facilities. And then we finished off with um, being hosted by the LA Rams, which was, which was really good in Los Angeles. So, yeah, it was a really good trip. Um, yeah, a good mix of, um, yeah, trying to sort out this Vegas game, but also spending some time with, with other um, sporting franchises. Sorting out logistics in Vegas. Please. <laughs> You're not fooling yeah, us. It's got to happen. You're not fooling no, us, Seeds. Seeds, it's got to happen. We understand. No, such is such is it. Yeah, he'll give it to you when he can, Sats. But he, we we understand, Sats. We understand, Seeds. Exactly, mate. Look, we, we minimise our time in Vegas, I've got to say, because the Formula One was on, mate. It was just crazy. Like, it was crazy busy. Um, but I did take the CEO for a couple, couple of beers downstairs at the resort we sat at, mate. So, um, yeah, we, we enjoyed ourselves there one night. I uh, went and watched the Michael Jackson show, which was really good. Oh, nice. Um, had a couple of beers and, and, and um, yeah, enjoyed a night there, which was really good. But um, the, the biggest thing was, you know, in all seriousness, was making sure that we had grass fields for the boys so we can train. Um, you know, obviously, Vegas being a desert, it's pretty tough to, to um, you know, get really good grass fields. and. We looked at a couple of shockers, but um, we look as though we've, we've got a couple of fields there, soccer fields, um, that we can turn into um, rugby league fields for the week. So um, it was important for us not to have the boys training on synthetic um, grass because it puts the players at risk of, of injury when they're training on, um, you know, some foreign services. So, um, yeah, we got that sorted. We're going to use the UFC um, training facility in Vegas as well, which is, which is first class. So, um, yeah, we enjoyed ourselves but also made sure that we, um, yeah, we went about the business we went over there for. Now, of course, you kick off against the Rabbits in round zero, that uh, first game of 2024. Now, how, what will it look like? What will the schedule look like, Seeds, for that first game? Will you go over how many days before and will you stay 
in LA for a majority of the time and then moved to Vegas? No, this is our thinking, mate. And, and we've, we've put quite a bit of research into this. Um, our uh, new head of performance, John Clark, he worked with England rugby team for, for six or seven seasons and actually worked with him for two of those um, seasons um, when I was working for Freddie Jones over there. And, um, yeah, he's used to travelling the world with, with the international team. And, um, you yeah, know, we're actually going to spend um, 11 days prior to playing the game in, in the States. Um, there's a fair bit of research about going over there a bit early and, and acclimatising. As you guys know, like, and, and Rat, you obviously, you know, chilled with mm. the Wallabies for a number of years, mate. Like, you'd understand... Um, now, jet lag is, you know, can, can seriously decrease your, you know, your performance and so on. So we're getting over there early. One of the things uh, so I'm thinking, mate, is we, we decided to go straight to Las Vegas. Um, we feel as though if we came to Vegas on a Wednesday or a Thursday, two or three days before the, the game, you know, the, the bright lights of Vegas is, is, is pretty um, you know, glowing, as you guys know. So we, we sort of don't want any distraction. We want to try and normalise it as much as possible. Um, so we're going to get, get there early, spend the entire time there at the hotel, um, where you know um, we're staying for the game the, the entire time. So um, look, we we feel as though that's the best um, option for us. Other teams will have uh, different thoughts of opinion, but um, yeah, we're going to spend the whole time there. And as I said, we've got some first-class facilities to, to use with uh, the UFC. But um, yeah, the grass fields was a, was a bit of a hurdle, but we we feel like we've, we've come up with a really good solution. There. And the stadium's fantastic. We toured the stadium there. Oh, we're good, so go. And, um, you know, the guys going to have a great experience um, playing in that particular stadium there in Vegas. Yeah, apparently ticket sales are going bananas too. They reckon, you know, it could come close to being sold out. So it could be something pretty special. Uh, the boys will certainly enjoy it. So uh, you visited some other, you know, um, the LA Rams and so on. Uh, did you did you take anything away from those clubs that you thought, gee, that's something that we don't do at home? Could we, could we maybe, you know, I mean, obviously they've got a huge budget. So some things that aren't going to cost an arm and a leg that you could use that could, you know, benefit um, your players? Yeah, well, I think the biggest thing, I, I've been over the Brooklyn Nets, the NBA team, um, a number of times there and, and got a good relationship with their GM. He's actually a Kiwi guy, so um, he knows a fair bit about rugby league and, and, and rugby union and um, in particular loves the state of Oregon. So he, he you know, Sean Marks is his name. He, they welcomed us with open arms there and we spent a few days with them. I think the big thing we saw there, mate, is just how, um, you know, look, from a coaching perspective, um, you know, it wasn't about going there to, to, to try and, you know, learn from that perspective, but just how they, um, you know, collaborate and communicate across their, their entire basketball staff, how they connect to their administration. Because you guys know, you know, the front office is um, tangled to, you know, the, the, you know to, to, to what we want to do from a footy point of view. Mm. So just that collaboration, communication across the, the program was really um, key that I wanted to get out of it, more so than looking at any particular coaching um, strategies and so on. And, um, yeah, so we so we got some really good takeaways there. We actually met a guy called Tom Cable, who was the ex Oakland Raiders uh, NFL head coach, and he was the offensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks, and and he hosted us in Las Vegas, um, and you know he really helped us, you know, find the the, the training venues that we did. Um, just spending some time with him, he, you know, great wisdom. Um, you know, being a head coach in the NFL um, for a number of years, he was uh, he was awesome to, to talk to. So there's some good takeaways, but um, you always you know take away one or two things, and, yeah. you know, any sort of visit that, that I've done uh, over the year. Yeah, I think it was Jack Gibson that started that back in the 80s and sort of revolutionised rugby league here. I remember he brought a lot of stuff back to Parramatta. And it was a big, it was a big Vince Lombardi yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, mate, back, yeah. To, back to Manly on the ground here in Australia. Uh, now, I was a chronic spewer in pre-season. <laughs> I, I want to ask you, at a, a scale of 1 to 10, how much vomiting 
uh, mid-session and, and post-sessions have you had from your players? Are they working hard? Uh, yeah, they're working hard. Um, I, I reckon one of the big differences Kate, is that, um, of course, the guys have a break, um, you know, over what, what we call the off-season. But look, the majority of players, you know, turn up not um, needing to get fit, if that makes sense. You know, yeah. they, they turn up in good shape. You know, they, they maintain that level of of fitness over the break. It's it's probably a little bit different to you know when we all played footy, um, you know, for a while ago. Um, so. Look, yeah, of course, they're, they're working really hard. And, of course, you get the, the occasional guy who's, who's sick from, from working hard. Um, but I, I think it's less and less. And, um, you know, the, the level of professionalism and athleticism, you know, in the NRL is, is outstanding, you know. I, I feel as though every single season the intensity of the competition grows. And we see that with all the GPS data that we get, you know. So, um, mm. yeah, the, the guys work really hard away from, from the club. But, yeah, they're all, you know, there's always... Um, and it's always changing, you know, changing sessions. And, um, yeah, every, every club would say the same thing. Um, yeah, everyone's working pretty hard. Yeah, mate, I, I, mate, you say back in our day, but I remember you working pretty hard in your off-season too, Steve. We were out having a beer one night at City Rollers, I think, and you picked up the bloke next to you and you did yeah. about eight squats with him. And then he went, he went when he tried, <laughs> yeah, to, right. when he yeah. tried to walk away, he said, nah. Oi, where are you going? You've got three more sets to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, exactly right. Like, that was a bit of a party thing back in the uh, city of those days, mate. I, I, was, I was very good at the, the, the squatting back then. Oh, it was hilarious. And every now and then I'd come out of a night out, mate. I reckon there's a septic tank in about in March it's going to get squatted in some <laughs> casino in, in yeah. Vegas. Now Luke Brooks Siebes. Uh, well, mate, if we get the two if we get the two if we get the two points, Beautiful. Now Luke Brooks, uh, now when a player has spent so much time at one club, how do you get them to, to clean the slate, Siebes, or and start again? Or do you use the experience that he's had? At the West Tigers and not playing any finals, do you use that to his advantage somehow with the with the junior players? Oh, the, the first thing that we try to do, um, guys, is, is welcome Booksy with open arms, you know, and, and show him, uh, you know, a little bit of love. I think, um, you know, he's a super talented player. But, you know, think back to 2018, he was the Dalian halfback of of the year, and um, he's been heavily sort of uh, critiqued over his career, and, and, and in some ways, he's been. Um, you know, at the forefront of, of a lot of criticism of, of the West Tigers, not making the finals over that period of time. But, you know, we, we know he's a hell of a player. Uh, we've opened our arms to him. We want him to feel like he's a, um, you know, a, a manly player. And, um, you know, he, he just needs to come um, to our club, you know, work hard, have a smile on his face and enjoy his footy again. And you know, guys like Chaz and Tom will really help his game go to the next level, we feel. And, uh, we've got a good coaching staff there as well. Um, you know, in particular, Michael Amos is working with, with Brooksy. And, um, yeah, we feel as though we can get the best out of him. But, yeah, we just want him to come and enjoy his footy again because, um, yeah, it's been, you know, it's, it's been a tough slog for, for Brooksy uh, for a little period of time there. But, you know, I think he's a hell of a player. Like, you saw some of his performances, um, you know, even this year before he hurt his hamstring. You know, the two that stood out to me was when uh, the Tigers beat Penrith and then when the Tigers beat the Cowboys at Leichhardt and, and Brooks just swept his guard. So, yeah, he's a talented player and we just want to see him enjoy his footy and uh, not, put, not put too much pressure on him. Mate, focus on the influence of, uh, of Brett Stewart has had on his, his career as a specialist coach at Manly now. How, how's he going working with the uh, with the outside backs, Brett Stewart? Yeah, Snake um, you know, comes in one day a week. What, what we've done is he's got a real interest in, in coaching and, one of the things, or one of the bits of advice I gave to, uh, to Brett was to 
um, you know, see whether he really enjoyed the craft of coaching. So he's working um, with the SG Ball team as an assistant coach. Uh, so the SG Ball is the under-19 team. And, um, you know, he's working with them. And then he comes in one day a week with us um, and does some um, mentoring with our outside backs. And just, you know, he, just um, the, the experience that he can um, offload onto our players, you know, and he's worked really closely with Tommy uh, Trebojevic when Tom was first coming through. That's you know, Brett was still playing. So, yeah, he, he's great to have, you know, you know. We've got guys like Jimmy Dimmick, you know, uh, Michael Ennis, Brett Stewart, all guys who have won premierships, um, but all working on their crafts as coaches because obviously playing and coaching is, is vastly different. But it's great to have people who've had, you know, had success and, um, you know, as, as players and now, um, you know, working really hard at their craft as coaches. So, yeah, that, those sorts of guys are really good to have on our staff. Yeah, great guys, the Stuart guys. Now, mm. before we let you go, Seeds, tonight we're asking the listeners, who are some of the great larrikins in Australian sport now? So when everything is really serious at training, who in the dressing sheds is the one that sort of breaks the monotony? Who's the larrikin at, at Manly? Mood. Yeah. Mm. Um, look, you know what? Um, probably people wouldn't believe that. Like, Tommy Trevojevic has got a bit of cheek in it. Um, he's got a great sense of humor. So, so Tom's, um, yeah, Tom's good. So I reckon someone like a Ruben Garrett. You know, Ruben's a, a, a real likable larrikin, I reckon. He's, he's um, always up for a good time. Real good professional, but also enjoys himself. So I reckon Ruben's got a bit of... Uh, that country sort of larrikin um, element to him. But the best I've ever seen is you spoke about Alfie. You like obviously worked with Alf <laughs> with, um, with your agent and, and the Broncos. And he, he was number one for me. And just like he could do whatever and people love him, don't they? And you guys know that. <laughs> mm. yeah, he's you know, got an infectious personality. With him and yeah. Russell and Roman. Yeah, you've got a great, great personality. So, um, yeah, but we've got some real good characters at our club. And, you know, one of the things you, you want to enjoy your work and, and, and your footy as well. So, yep. um, you know, encourage guys to, to, to be themselves. And, um, yeah, we've got a couple of uh, guys who you enjoy. Yeah, good stuff. Hey, Seves, thank you very much. You always give us your time uh, so willingly on here on Sports Day. Great to catch up with you again. Uh, not long to go. It only seems like it's, it seems like it's a long time away, but it's not. The no. first week of March, and you've got plenty to yeah. go. At, uh, plenty to do at training before then, and uh, hope you have a good Christmas, you and the family, and most of all, happy 50th next October. Yeah, good on yourself. It's only about 11 months early, mate, but I'll take care of it. Uh, mate, good to talk to you guys as always. So, no, good. Thanks for having us on, guys. Good Thank stuff. You. Thanks, mate. The all-electric Kia EV6, with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment.